All right, folks, welcome on into another edition of the High School Huddle, your one-stop shop for everything and all things Section 5 Sports. I'm AJ Fellman. He's Carl Jones. Fall season officially behind us. We wrapped it up last week. We're into the winter, and we got out to a couple games. We're starting to get some good storylines, some players emerging, and... I mean, I'm looking at my window right now. It doesn't really look like December, which I think both of us are pretty all right with. I'm beyond ecstatic about the fact that there's no snow on the ground. There's not many days below 30 degrees. I was telling Eric Snyder, our meteorologist, the other day, I'm like, I'm getting home, and I feel like a hoodie is just, like, sufficing for like, <laughs> me to walk in my car to the apartment. He goes, yeah, yeah, he breaks it down in his, you know, weather way, but I'm just going in one ear, not the weather. Sorry, Eric. But yeah, I just really enjoy, like, the fact that this weather is good now granted i hope this doesn't mean that it's gonna hurt us on the back end in like march and april but for the time being i'm happy about the weather so far and that's the thing i mean we we complain about it enough you got to enjoy it while it's here you got to enjoy it while it's here and uh yeah the, the winter season's gotten out to an interesting start for sure we've gotten some uh some good matchups so far now last week last weekend you know, you had all these tip-off tournaments kind of kicking off the basketball season. I know, you know, two weekends ago, uh, Edison had a tip-off tournament. We got a little bit of action, but the meat of the Section 5 basketball season really took into earnest last weekend. Uh, three big tournaments in uh, the Section 5 boys basketball scene for sure. And Carl got to go to all three of them. The timing worked out well. And you were really treated to some shows last weekend. Oh, yeah, for sure. We're going to start with... Uh, going at the East Ridge between Northeast and Virtus, uh, uh, off rip, back and forth game. We get there and, you know, usually in high school sports, the score probably settles around anywhere between, you know, upper 40s to low, to low 60s, depending on the game. I got treated to an 88-87 thriller between Northeast and Virtus, back and forth game down the stretch. Uh, Javen fell, hit a pull-up jumper with about .03 seconds left in the game. Nice jumper. You can go check it on our website, rochesterfirst.com. Beautiful pull-up, Jay. He had ended up with 34 in the game, so he was giving it to him the entire game. Michael Cathy, also for Northeast, uh, added 23 points. And then Amir Fulton for Virtus also got it done with 23 himself. So it was good to see the shot making on the court, especially uh, early on in the season. I'm not having to wait until, you know, January to see some good ball. And then also Aquinas got things done. They defended their home court. And the uh, Dianetti um, Memorial Tournament, am I saying that correctly? Uh, uh, I believe so. That's that's how I went with it, at least. Yeah, got you. They uh, took down Athena. Aquinas is young, and I'll talk about them a little bit later, but I believe they only have two seniors on the team, a lot different than the teams they had last year. A couple guys, they lost to transfers. They beat Athena 60-52. to 52. Athena has some guys, but those young guys that Aquinas has, you know, they, they're making things shake. Michael White the, was a tournament MVP. Name is familiar. He's also the quarterback for the Lower Irish as well. So this looks like another year that the little Irish will be another uh, formidable foe here in Section 5. And then the other game that I uh, was able to get to was the Battle of Brockport and Sprinterport. Similar to how not as quite as thrilling of a matchup as the football game was in the fall, but it was another good fourth quarter showdown between uh, the two schools with Brockport coming out on top, 58-52 uh, to 52 in the MTAG Tournament Championship. Uh, Francis Wonkenko, I believe that's how you say his name. Um, probably butcher that, but he a hell of a ball player. Um, made things shake down the strike. He ended up with 20 points. Peter Light ended up with 17 with Brockport. Spencer Port also had a guy, Byron Shreb, 25 points. He was shooting it from everywhere. I wish uh, the game turned out a different way because he had some nice lights that I would have loved uh, to show on the, um, on airwaves. But nonetheless, for it to be my first high school action of the winter, I was very ecstatic to see that how those games transpired. And I hope that uh, 
that level of high quality ball continues. Yeah, and I, as you mentioned that, Aquinas, uh, yeah, no Blackwood brothers this year. One uh, miles to graduation, and Mason looks like he's at uh, New Hampton High School in uh, New Hampshire. So, you know, Aquinas was, you know, obviously defending sectional champs last year, um, gave, uh, I believe it was Jamestown, the Far West Regals, gave them a run for sure. But it's going to be a different squad there for Aquinas, and that was a, a pretty uh, impressive result for them as well. And I also want to highlight, um, you know, Northeast there. That Eastridge tournament, that that's a that's a pretty quality win for uh, you know um, Northeast. You know, any Douglas, uh, I know they've been called that in the past, but you know to beat you know to, uh, Vert, I mean that Virtus team, they put up ninety three points on Eastridge in the semifinals. So that was a tournament where uh, if you played daily fantasy section five boys basketball, they were getting your points. I hope you were stacking your Eastridge and your Virtus players and all that good stuff because there was a lot of points being played there. Um, but, you know, two good results for both of those squads and, you know, just a lot of great basketball being played all around. Yeah, I, w- I will say about that uh, Northeast and Virtus game, you know how when you get to the fourth quarter, you, you start hitting the record button because you never know when this might be the bucket that you need to show on TV. Well, there were so many buckets. <laughs> I was kind of upset. I'm like, man, I'm going to have to get back to the station and it's going to be like 20 clips for me to choose from. But I mean, I'd rather have it like that than pick from two lights and the two lights I'm not too uh not all too enthused with but that, those two squads are definitely be on my radar for the rest of the year for sure definitely and then this week myself I didn't get out to any games but got to a great story this week the Franklin girls basketball team there has not been girls basketball at Franklin high school for a decade 10 years the last time uh uh, you know, I think we've all could, records a little shaky, but 2012, 2013, there's, there's records on max prep. That's I think what we're going with for the last time that there has been high school girls, varsity basketball at Franklin high, you know, there's been the boys team, but you know, Franklin, they didn't have a program, you know, they no apparently no interest, yada, yada, this financials, things like that, whatever. Uh, they're print, they got a new principal coming in. He was like, you know what, let's do this. Let's get girls basketball back. They had, um, Chris Bianchi, who I talked to uh, this week, he's a, a, a very established coach. He's had coaching at the, the college level, the high school level. Um, he's coached soccer. He's coached basketball. He has uh, kind of a history of turning around um, different programs uh, at this college school he coached and at Nazareth Academy. Uh, both, both times he kind of resurrected or built up these programs. So certainly the right guy to do the job. And they came out with, uh, with 30 players on their varsity squad this year, as they like to say, the largest varsity basketball team, girls or boys, because, you know, I, he said, like, you know, they all came out. We don't have a JV team, so they can't, you know, put their ninth graders, 10th graders, 8th graders, whatever, on anybody else. So everybody's on varsity, and he's like, listen, if they're going to show up, if they're going to put in the effort, if they're going to come out to practice, I ain't going to cut anybody. And, you know, these girls, they they really do put in the effort because, you know, they're – you know, they're riding the, you know, the public buses back, uh, back home after school. They're, they're taking on the weekend, you know, their trips, you know, takes them an hour to get home from school, plus some of them. And, you know, it really seems like they're building something good there, Franklin. They played their first game last night. They did not uh, come out victorious against Finney, but uh, I saw another uh, news uh, story on Wham. They did a story. They had some great crowd support I saw. Um, So, you know, the community is really getting into it. There are a lot of donations. Uh, one teacher specifically donated a lot of uh, gear and funds for basketballs, I believe it was. So, you know, 
as their coach said, they're the largest team in, in New York State. They're the most equipped team in New York State. So, uh, you know, it takes a village to to turn things around. And, and it seems like they're starting to turn things around at Franklin there. And what I appreciated most about that story, and I'm sure you did as well, was the mindset that they have, you know, about this, you know, how long it's going to take and, you know, the, the bumps and bruises. Like the girl flat out said, I don't care about points and rebounds. You know, I just want to see where we are, you know, come, you know, come February and sectional time and stuff like that. And that kind of like brings it back to, you know, what, what high school sports and youth sports are about in general, you know, like obviously we're all competitors and we want to win and be successful. But I mean, at its core, you know, it's about having fun and, you know, just bonding with the people out there and, and getting life lessons. So when I heard that, I was like, and I looked at Adam actually in the studio when she said that quote and they were like, and that was you don't really hear that especially i believe she was a sophomore who said that like i'm like yo why she wise by her by, beyond her years talking like that i'm like i know i wouldn't be saying that at 16 all right so uh this that that quote right there was definitely something that caught my eye for sure and i want to provide some context to that quote because it's funny that you mentioned that um the question wasn't even like, oh, are you just guys just trying to get better? Like, are you guys trying to improve? I literally asked them straight up, what's what's a successful season to you guys? Because I want to, you know, like, let me know. Because, you know, we've done these stories enough. It's, oh, we're going to win sectionals. We want to win that brick. Uh, we want to make a deep run in the States every single time. I don't care who you talk to. But they're like, you know what? We're aware that we're starting. Uh, we're starting on the ground floor here, as as their coach told me. You know, they're they're doing you know layups, they're doing pivots, you know, they're doing you know rules of the game because every one of those girls hasn't played a, a high school varsity basketball game. Some of these uh, players have, you know, they've done some like summer stuff, uh, some some minor stints in like local AAU teams, things like that. But none of them's playing the varsity game. So I thought that was really great. You know, like you said, just to see the perspective that they had, because uh, like you said, I don't think a lot of people uh, would have that um, at that age. Uh, no, I wouldn't. I know I didn't. <laughs> I'll tell you that. I know I did. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so so great to see that story. You can check that out on RochesterFirst.com. Um, you know, last week we talked a lot about boys basketball. We talked a lot about the hockey. We're going to take a, a couple minutes here to spotlight on some other girls basketball teams that are off to some great starts Uh in the early weeks of the season, some statement wins, some impact uh, performances. Carl, who's kind of caught your eye so far on the girls' basketball slate? So this is kind of just taking it back to last year a little bit, and I wanted to see how they would come to this year. Is the Waterloo Tigers, and now the Tigers this year. They made the deep run last year, I believe, all the way to the state championship game where they came up short in Class B. And you knew that they were there for one reason, and I'm not going to say the only reason, but a big part of that reason was – Giovanni White Principio, she was a beast down low. I mean, anytime you watch a Waterloo game, everything went through her. You got, you weren't going to the paint against them, I'll tell you that, because she was sending it back 30 feet. And if she was getting the ball on the block, put two points on the board, it was going up and in. And she's gone now. She graduated. And also they had another guard who was really nice, Macy Carr, who um, I believe they had, they had like a really nice six. Like Waterloo last year, you would check their stats. Yeah. All, all of their six were within like, probably once the, the six players scored 10 and like, I believe Giovanni scored 15. Like they were all in that range of just like consistent scores. Right. And she's gone as well. And they start off the season six, uh, two and oh, so far. And the, the head honcho so far is Morgan Caraballo. I believe she's number one. She, she, I remember her last year. She brings some fire and some swag to the game. She, she definitely shoot a little bit. Uh, I'm sure we'll catch them at some point down the stretch. Um, but she's lead the leading score right now with 19. Uh, Jasmine Lewis is also getting it done. And then Addison Bree, uh, as well. They're 2-0. They, I believe their first win 
was against Aquinas. That's a nice win. Took them down by 15. They're not winning by 30 as much as they used to. You know, last year they were beating everybody uh, by a considerable margin. And then they also beat uh, St. Mary's as well. So starting off the, uh, the regular season with a nice 2-0 record, which shows me that this team is not falling off without the two stars that they had last season. Yeah, and St. Mary's out of the Buffalo area. I don't know specifically their basketball program, but I know they have a really strong uh, girls volleyball program. And it's a pretty um, no no slouches when it comes to athletics. So that's probably a nice win for them too. And then also you mentioned some of the stats. Uh, I want to take a look at the steals column because that was kind of their bread and butter last year as well. And Morgan Caraballo, I believe it is, uh, Natalie DeSanto and Jasmine Lewis, all with eight steals already on the season, at least eight steals um, in just two games. So the the press is working, I'm sure. You know, even where, um, you know, it's probably a different kind of press last year because, you know, um, they were probably running a four and one. They were, you know, you had your four guards running around and then, um, you know, Gio White Principio kind of controlling the paint to clean everything up. Now, I mean, I, I haven't seen them play this year, but I'm guessing it's a lot more. It's now you got five bodies moving around. You might have not as much help on the back end, but you got a lot of chaos. So, yeah, the Waterloo Tigers not messing around here early on in this season. Another team that's not messing around, the Schrader girls basketball team, the Schrader Warriors, obviously a great team last year. You know, you have the Walken sisters who two years ago, they were fun last year. They were, you know, competitive and, and very good, but, you know, didn't quite, you know, go all the way. This year, they might be it. I mean, uh, you know, they might be her, as, as the kids uh, are saying <laughs> these days, Um uh, they, they opened up their season against Fairport. Fairport, uh, might I remind you, the defending Section 5 runners-up in Class AA arguably handed uh, uh, Bishop Carney their toughest test of the season last year. Beat them by 19 points in the first game of the season. And I checked the box score. The big three for Fairport were all there. Ella, Bella, and uh, Nevaeh Buntley. So... They were all there. Mariah Watkins said, I'll hand you 35. And that's tough. That is tough. They beat him 73 to 54. You know, obviously it's the first game of the season. Um, are these teams going to, these teams will play again later in January. Let me see. It's January 18th. I want to see if that's a, uh, a round ball game. I hope it is because that's going to be our, you know what? It's a Wednesday game. So we'll still be out there, but you beat a team like Fairport by uh, by 19 points. That's going to raise my attention. Ava Gallup with 13 points in that game. Bria Watkins with 10. And, yeah, you know, I, I think I was talking to uh, to Paulie G last year. You know, they, they, they did lose some players to graduation. I believe it was their point guard who they lost. So, um, you know, the Watkins sisters, they kind of get it done on the wings. Uh, so I'm interested to see how that's been playing out so far this year. But, it's certainly playing out to the tomb of a 19-point win against a really impressive Fairport squad. 100%. And also, they're in double-A this year, which is different than what they were last year, correct? Like, last year, they were in A against Canada, correct? That was that game. I, I was That at. is – oh, yeah, they're in double-A. You're right. You're right. That's a whole different dynamic with Schrader. Obviously, I mean, they have one of the best girls, if not the best girl in Section 5. But, you know, it's a, the competition races a little bit in double-A and clearly – you know, you taking out Fairport game one, they they they're making they're sending a message early about where they stand in that classification, and they don't have any seniors this year. Uh, I know they had the point guard last year. Um, I believe her name was Julia. That you know would help things out, smooth the ship a little bit. So 
you know, Julia Perilous. Yes. Thank you. Um, yeah, four, four years. Or all types of stuff. I liked her game. Really liked her game. Uh, and she's gone. I know that she used to, you know, calm things down a little bit when things would get a little haywire, but she's not there no longer. So we'll see how um, the rest of the season transpires. But man, you want to talk about a start to the season. They made their impressions felt early. Yeah. You got no seniors on that team. So you really got, obviously, Mariah Watkins is the core of your team right now, but you got a two year two-year window to build something. And like you mentioned, double-A, Fairport's going to be really good. Bishop Carney's bringing back basically everybody. They're going to be really good. So, um, you know, you can't count out Penfield, uh, St. Ma- or, uh, Our Lady of Mercy for sure. So that double-A, going to be interesting to say the least. And then finally, going to wrap it up with some some really great games coming up this weekend. You know, we usually do this Game of the Week segment. Um, today we got some games. Today we got some games of the week to highlight. Carl, why don't you go first? Um, we're going to start with, you know, one of the biggest rivalries in Section 5, McQuaid Aquinas. They'll take take on each other December uh, 13th. Look at the records. You're like, hold on, what's going on? Like, the teams aren't at their peak so far. I believe you saw McQuaid earlier, if I'm not mistaken. No, no, we got highlights from McQuaid, actually. Um, yeah. We did not go to that game. But McQuaid's 0-2 so far. They're going to take uh, take on Aquinas, who is 2-1, who actually suffered a loss the day after I went to the game. I believe they lost to a Buffalo team, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they started off 2-0. But nonetheless, though, Aquinas, like we talked about earlier on the show, they're young, like really, really young. It's my my Kale White show. And then when we called the highlights, <laughs> I didn't really know many of the guys because they were so young. I'm like, hold on. Like, I've never heard of half of these kids. And but they against Athena, they they, they showed up to the occasion and made things shake. Now, McQuay's two losses were, I believe, by three points apiece. So then they're not getting blown out in the first two games. Yeah. And, Edison and East. And I believe that East game went to overtime and. Uh, we all know about East, so nothing to nothing to you know be too worried about there. Those are two losses that you're, you're too concerned about with your team. Obviously, you want to come out with a win, but it is what it is to that perspective. But in all saying that, it's McQuaid Aquinas. I don't really need to juice it up any more than that. <laughs> the gym is going to be packed. It's going to be you know a nice fair fight, and can't wait to see how how that one turns out. Yeah, that game at Aquinas, and yeah, they did lose to to Nichols by six point. Nichols, uh, uh, uh a similar stature of Aquinas out there in Buffalo. So uh, nothing, nothing to get too worried about that loss. You know, I'm going to talk about a great matchup coming up for you in uh class. A one, you got Menden, you've got Aronda uh, We talked a lot about Aronda last year, their head coach, uh, you know, stepping away after this year, but Menden um, and this, this reporting comes to us from uh, the democratic, the democratic Chronicle, uh, Markel Slaughter. They're going to be dealing with some injuries this season. Obviously, if you knew anything about the uh, the football team, they were dealing with that all season long. Um, but but they are going to be missing some pieces this year. Markel Slaughter with the article uh, that came out yesterday. Caleb Lewis, not going to play this season for uh, the Vikings. Jackson Green, he is going to be a late arrival. Um, according to the article, it says that they, they'd like to get him back at some point. They think they're going to get him back at some point, but... That's going to be two big blows to, to this uh, men and squad this season. You know, those were their big one, two last year. So at, at the very least, at the start of the year, they're going to be without both of them. We'll see how long it takes Jackson to get back. Um, you know, he had that knee injury. It did not look very good on the football field, but um, some some rest and some uh, some TLC should probably take care of that. But yeah, and and if you want to you want to know how you stack up in Class A one, you got a great test uh, to do it um, next week against an Aronicoid team that's come out to a a strong start, and we mentioned would uh, would be like that. So a, a good way for men to a figure out where they stack up and b get the players that um, are going to need to 
step up early on and, and throughout the season. Men in one and zero against a win over HFL, ironically two and zero, their top win against Sutherland. So tough to see those in- injuries for uh, for men, and you hate to see that happen to uh, you know a great player like Caleb Lewis. But um, I'm interested to see how the other players step up in uh, in their absences. I know that's a strong program. I know when I first got here, they said that Menden, you know, not necessarily reloads every year, but they're usually a, a strong foe every most years. So you hope that the young kids with this opportunity step up and rise to the occasion in that regard. I just looked at this, and this is kind of absurd when I think about it. It's obviously we talked about on, on one of our previous episodes, Chris Cardin's last year um, coaching at Irondequoit. They have 10 seniors this year as well. So, like, is this, like, the entire school saying that we're going out with Coach Cardin now? Like, <laughs> It's the last dance. <laughs> the last dance for everyone. Like this, this Aronicoy team is very old and experienced, uh, which bodes well for them, obviously, down the stretch and um, the type of year that they want to have. But I thought that was an interesting nugget. I'm like, man, I know the coach is retiring, and it looks like the team is too. <laughs> so, uh, nonetheless, Monday night, I would, would love to see how that matchup turns out. No, that should be a good one for sure. Uh, we'll see if uh... – yeah, it's a home game, so I think I should be able to get out there. So, uh, so, so let's see if you'll get that on News Eight. Uh, but that'll do it for us tonight on the uh, the high school huddle. Thank you so much for listening and for watching. You can catch us on Spotify. You can catch us on Apple Podcasts, RochesterFirst.com, and YouTube. Many places to catch the show. Thank you so much. And and you know they came out with the Spotify Wrapped. I as a uh, as the creator, I'm the one who puts the, the podcast online. It's connected. We got some stats from our Spotify Wrapped for people listening to our podcast. We were a top 10 podcast for 56 fans of ours. We were a top five podcast for 48 people out there. And we were the number one podcast for 31 people out there on Spotify. So thank you so much for listening. Um, I question how much you guys listen to other podcasts because I don't know if we get 31 regular listeners on this podcast, but we love you anyway. So thank you so much for listening. We appreciate the support. We appreciate the stats that we got from uh our good friends on Spotify Rap, thank you for letting us harvest your data and, and letting us know how much you enjoy it. So, um, yeah, that, that's pretty cool, Carl. I, you said that. I'm like, how many <laughs> you say? I'm like, and then top 10, 5, 1. Really appreciate everyone out there listening. You know, it, it means a lot, you know, to hear how much you guys want to enjoy. The Section 5 Athletics, as you know, no one does it better than us in terms of the high school sports. So as long as you guys are, you know, engaged and want to hear the content, we'll deliver it. Top two and not two, as the kids are saying these days. So, But that'll do it for us. Enough tooting our own horn. For Carl Jones, I'm AJ Felbin. Have a great week. Have a great uh, high school basketball and hockey week, and we'll get back to you and see you next time.